0: Hi everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Andrew. I'm your host for today. My guest, John Ang, is the product manager at AISG, which stands for Artificial Intelligence Singapore, where he works on uh, various products. One of the products that he worked on is TechUI. In addition to his work on TechUI, he's the face of AI Singapore for everyone's program and is one of the main architects for the AI for the industry program. John has also instructed for the data analytics program at the NUS Business School and the NUS School of Continuing and Lifelong Education skill. John has a background in finance as well as in the startup industry. Over his professional career, John has planned and executed multiple data-driven projects across finance, healthcare, and education. Prior to his role as a product manager, John was an AI engineer and principal consultant in AI Singapore, where he worked across industry verticals to scope AI projects for the 100 experiment program. Before joining AI Singapore, he was also responsible for leading and setting up the business development team, the analytics team at the biotech startup. And before that, he worked in the merchant acquisition and leverage finance team at Barclays Capital in New York, Wall Street. He has a Bachelor of Science degree in finance from the New York University Stern School of Business. So everybody, let's welcome John. Thank you, John, for coming to this show. So as we mentioned, the audience wants to hear about anything to do with artificial intelligence, digital transformation, and you yourself. So... Why don't we start with uh, the first question. Tell me more about how you get from your bachelor's days to where you are. Hi, Andrew. Thank
1: you for hosting me for this show. My experience has been pretty diverse. I've gone from being in finance to doing a biotech startup, and now I'm doing high technology with AI. So let me just connect the dots for you. So my background when I studied in school was finance, and I joined a a large investment bank after I graduated doing uh, mergers and acquisitions. But what I realized after doing it for some time was that I wasn't just interested in the finance side of things, I was also very interested in the operational aspects of the company, basically what they were doing on a day-to-day basis, how their operations were run real-world impacts they were having uh, in the market. So that was something that I was very interested in. And when an opportunity came up to go back to Singapore and join the train to launch a biotech startup that was looking to convert food waste in Singapore into high-quality, high-tech organic fertilizers for sale to farms in Southeast Asia, I, I jumped at the chance. And over two years, I grew that company from JASP in Singapore to Indonesia, Malaysia, and Taiwan, most of the countries in in Southeast Asia. And what was really interesting was that after being on the farms, working with farmers for some time, I realized that they were collecting a lot of data that they were not using. And I became interested because back then, big data and AI were, were coming up as buzzwords. I became interested in figuring out, could I use this data to predict ahead of time there's going to be problems with a farmer's crop. And if there are going to be problems, how should we deploy our products and our fertilizers to reduce the impact of those problems? And to my surprise, the data analytics actually worked. And I wanted to integrate these high-tech into the product suite that we had in our startup. But my co-founders were not so tech-heavy uh, as myself. They just wanted to sell the physical product, but I couldn't get the idea out of my head was really eye-opening over when I realized that the data could feel revealed so much in terms of insights. So I kept a lookout for opportunities to continue implementing AI and using data. And eventually I found this organization, AI Singapore, that had been tasked by the Singapore government to roll out AI to the entire Singapore economy, whether it's organizations or whether it's individuals. And it was a hard decision because the startup was doing quite well. But eventually I started to leave and join this particular team. And I've been with this team in AI Singapore for the last two or three years. We have done multiple initiatives and frameworks to help not just the startup also the medium and large enterprises in Singapore learn and adopt various AI algorithms in their products as well as their processes. And we've come up with various initiatives on how we are able to actually Make the process of adopting AI smoother, easier, cheaper as we go along. So that's been what I've been doing for the past couple of years. And we have actually had some very interesting successes and also insights that we have after having done for, for this amount of time.
0: Cool. You mentioned you were uh, doing a finance degree, working in Wall Street, and then you eventually stumbled yourself to that biotech startup. There's some uh, data that can be mined and could actually help farmers. And then your passion actually led you to figure out where to pick up the skills to basically get started in using AI. And so, the interesting question that I wanted to ask you in the course of your role in AI SG, as you work along with companies, big or small, what are the challenges that all these companies face when they do digital transformation? I think that one of the biggest Opportunities, actually,
1: when you look at challenges, I I look at it as opportunities. Is actually in the automation of administrative tasks that a lot of the companies have. Many functions, whether you're talking about finance, accounting, sales and marketing, even HR, a lot of these functions have a built-in amount of administrative work. And if you can free yourself up from having to do these repetitive job tasks, your staff is actually able to shift their focus and do a much higher value and increase their productivity. So let me move you an example. One of the SMEs that we were working with had actually bought a HR management system. Well, wow, because one of the functions for calculating overtime, time, the way that they were doing it on the ground, was not supported by this HR management system. What actually happened was that they had to get one HR count to dedicate two entire weeks each month to process the overtime claims of the staff that they had. We had about 400 to 500 staff.
0: Wow, I- I'm just curious. like, what? Why do they need to put two headcounts to compute this seemingly simple task, which is computing overtime pay? And if they don't do it, what will happen to that? You know?
1: It's not the computation of overtime pay that was the problem. The problem was that once the overtime pay was computed, it had to be uploaded manually into the HR management system on a employee-by-employee basis. So you can imagine you have to marry the system, open the employees account, navigate to the overtime section and fill it in the data manually of 500 employees and each one of those employee workflow loops would take something between 10 to 15 minutes. There was a huge time suck because in order to interact with the HR management system, they had to do this manually and then up a lot of time.
0: Wow. So like you mentioned, if 10 minutes and you have about 500 stuff, you're looking at 5,000 minutes, that's if you divide by 60, that's about 10, 20 hours. They could have spread it over two weeks. Is it because every time they receive this overtime computation, it was a time crash? They need to finish up the computation or the loading, unloading within a quick short span of time? to submit CPF or all this payment thing?
1: They have to pay their staff every one month. In fact, right now, they were trying to consider how they were able to be more competitive and paying their staff once every two weeks. But functions such as this that was bottlenecked by the manual process made them unable to do.
0: Wow. So before that, how much time they actually went to spend? And after, with your help and your team to automate the stuff, what was the effect like? So the whole process spread out will take about
1: two main, main weeks or across one month. So they will probably do it for three, four hours every single day. in one HR staff's entire daily output to justice. And after we came in, we managed to completely automate the process. So all the HR person had to do also press the start button and everything else will be taken care of by computer. She will go on to do other work on their own computer, and the entire process of getting the data from their rare uh, Excel sheets into the HR management system, was reduced to one day.
0: Wow, so we're talking about two main weeks, about three hours a day to one man day. That's almost like a t- 12 to 13 times of productivity, and that frees up a lot of time, and, and this is done over month of month. So imagine that cumulative months when you guys went back to them, what was their response? Like, what did they do with those times?
1: They had so many things that they were not able to do because they had to work on this slow level admin work. So, other things that you were able to do was to move over to that uh, two-week payment cycle and also roll out a lot of other process improvements that they were not able to make. Space. So, it was very interesting actually freeing up this button. and allow them to. Optimize the rest of their workflows in an even better manner.
0: Hi everyone, thanks for tuning into this episode. We have come to the end of part 1 with John. In the next episode, we will continue with John on part 2 which he shared with us a use case on how to start the process of digitally transforming the human resource division of a company. John will also share tips on how to overcome resistance for digital transformation. Lastly, John shared about the response he would have taken for a successful implementation of a specific phase of digital transformation. If this is the first time you are tuning in, remember to subscribe to this show. If you have subscribed to this show and love this episode, please share it with your friends, family and acquaintances. See you later and see you soon.